I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi everyone and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I want to talk about Bridgerton today. Um, I don't really want to talk about Bridgerton, but it is a global phenomenon. You know, over 80 million people have watched it. Uh, A friend of mine suggested to me in the first season when it came out in 2021 to watch Bridgerton. And I started watching it and it just felt a little bit, it just wasn't me. A, probably because I don't watch much TV at all or very many series. Um, If I, I need some downtime, I will usually watch a movie. Um, Like I said, I don't watch much mainstream TV. I don't watch many series. And my downtime might be music or reading or a movie. And I usually really love the cinematic experience and being able to go to the movies that way. But she suggested I watch it. Um, She's been a friend of mine for a very, very long time, in fact, two decades. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give that a go. And I started watching it. I started reacting a little bit to... Um, how limited and uh, structured that era was and the women were um, constrained and uh, almost felt this inequality between men and women around that. But one of the things that really started to interest me was how a lot of the main characters were, um, you know, really diverse in terms of their ethnic backgrounds. They had different accents. So rather than in traditional era pieces where whether it's a movie or a TV series where everybody changed the accents to um, become that and, you know, fitted a particular mould, uh, particularly of that era of lots of very wealthy uh, white people, I started to notice, you know, that the Queen was not white. I noticed that the main male character wasn't white. Um, and I so there was all these really interesting things about it that fascinated me. I noticed that it was a lot of modern music but done as, um, uh, as you know, very old type of music, but they were, you know, Taylor Swift songs and they were uh, Miley Cyrus songs and wherever they might be. So I, it really started to fascinate me. So when Bridgerton came out in the series this year in March last month, one of the things that I decided to do was um, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see what happens. Um, and I wasn't that interested in, in the storyline as itself or which character it was about, but I was really interested from a diversity point of view. And I noticed yet again that uh, there were different um, characteristics. There were different uh, people And the two main female characters this time, so the male character was a white male and then the two female characters were two Indian actresses uh, or actors, um, female actors who took those roles on. And I found it really interesting with their backgrounds and the part of India perhaps that they, uh, they were representing and having been born in India, this whole connection where... Nobody in their families, I guess, spoke about uh, the colour of their skin. They were just representing a particular character. Nobody talked about whether they were brown or whether they were black. And, again, I don't want to get into political messes, but certainly having watched Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's stuff where those comments are still being made, 
um, to their child. Um, and I know having grown up in India and then moving to Australia and coming across a fair bit of racism, not from a broader community, only two or three, I guess, boys at my school, but that stayed with me for a very long time. And the fact that I'm speaking about it now, it still pinches a nerve occasionally when I see racism happening. So one of the things I noticed watching Bridgerton was that nobody was saying, oh, my God, what do you mean you're going to marry this brown girl and you know like she's so dark or she looks like this or there weren't any racial comments about it it was more about the personalities of the two characters and the dance that they did to arrive to you know where that where that arrives to and Bridgerton certainly got me thinking a lot that you know when I was growing up that the expectation was that I would certainly marry somebody Indian um, you know, maybe that wasn't an arranged marriage but certainly that would be arranged in the sense that my family would meet other Indian families who had prospective boys or marital uh, sons and that I would then be introduced to a number of families and I would get to pick my, pick my husband. And so that didn't feel like a pick to me growing up, but never when I was very young did I imagine that, you know, a character um, could marry, you know, a white guy and it would be romantic, but this character in the second season is really headstrong. And I really resonated with her, not just from her colour of her skin, but also how headstrong she was, how she had made a decision not to marry and how she wanted to do her own thing and she wasn't going to almost be riled in or bullied in by what was happening at the time or certainly by male. And I certainly could relate to that aspect of it even more so than the colour of her skin growing up where I was constantly told I was headstrong. I remember one time I announced that I was going to become a lawyer in my early teens and one of the, the women who was in our family friend circle said, wow, you know, you're pretty argumentative already, Shivani, and if you stay really argumentative, how will you find yourself a husband? And so growing up, that wasn't, you know, my whole family. My dad was very much into education of girls and my parents were very much into education for me and having that equality, but there was still this expectation that being too headstrong wasn't fantastic, um, you know, and there was no ever mention of the fact that you would have a choice of marrying anybody that would be outside of your culture. So for me, as I related to this character and bringing it back uh, and then noticing that as I got into my 20s and the people that I dated and the people that I was with certainly did not fit that mould, um, and also, more importantly, didn't fit that mould because they weren't Indian or a particular culture. They didn't fit my mould because I am pretty headstrong and I wanted somebody that wasn't um, passive in a relationship, that wasn't somebody that just said, yes, I'll do whatever you want, Shivani. Um, that would not work for me either, being pretty headstrong, but it was somebody that matched it, somebody that was equal um, in all senses, and somebody that would absolutely support me in terms of my career and decisions and friendships and other choices that I chose to make, but would also challenge me. One of the guests that we interviewed, or many of the guests we've interviewed, spoke about when they've got really good coaches or mentors in their life. One of the things that these mentors do for them is that they support them. And they say, you know, that's a really excellent idea. And they, they utilize the sounding boards but a really good coach or mentor will also challenge you. They will actually challenge you to think differently and challenge you in terms of your decision-making process and challenge you to slow down or speed up or think about things differently. And all the good mentors I've had in my life have done that for me.
And so for me, looking at a partner, I was looking for that, somebody that would support me but would also challenge me. And I think the great thing, and again, I'm not a TV series fan, I'm not suggesting that I know every intricacy of Bridgerton and who does what and all the characters, but what really fascinated me being a brown woman from India growing up in a very white Australian society and now having married somebody who is white, who is a great supporter of me, but also a really big challenger of me. And having just ticked over 15 years of a wedding anniversary last week, um, how important it is to actually have uh, people in your life that will support you, but also challenge you. And I don't mean that just in a partnership. I think it's so important that the people around you uh, recognise that you're different, but value you that for not just the, the colour of your skin, but how strong-headed you are. I know sometimes, um, you know, whether it's um, different settings that I've been in, it's not always serving. There's still an expectation, even living in Australia, that um, that I am uh, seen as sometimes difficult because I will raise things. And I'm not doing it for the sense of being difficult. Um, I guess I also don't have that need that I used to have in my 20s and even in my 30s to try and make people like me and make people see that it's actually okay not to be headstrong um, and to be a bit more passive and to go along with other people's ideas. Uh, I'm very supportive of other people's ideas, but if I have an opposing view or if I disagree with it, that I need to respectfully uh, and engagingly bring that up to say, actually, that's not that right in terms of how that's done. But also challenging people around me to look at diversity differently. Uh, there's a lot of places that talk about diversity and inclusion. And often, you know, people will talk about having people of Indigenous backgrounds and having them involved. Certainly gender and having more females on boards or leadership roles is really important. But one of the things that I notice is that goes missing in our society is People want that diversity in how people look, whether they're females, whether they're different cultures, whether they're different skin colours, but do they really, are they really ready for that diversity in thinking? And so I have been asked to be on certain boards and certain subcommittees on different things because of the colour of my skin or, or my sex being female. Um, and I think that what becomes more important to me is don't pick me because I'm female and don't pick me because I'm brown or don't pick me because I'm female and brown, but pick me because I am difficult. Pick me because, like the Bridgerton character, Kate, um, who's um, uh, the main character in the new Bridgerton series, she is really headstrong. She has different opinions. She's not going to comply. And, um, yes, she's got that feminine aspects, but she's also got those masculine aspects in terms of being that. So I just really resonated with that. And if you are a Bridgerton fan or you absolutely are not a fan I would love for you just even to watch a little bit and look at it from a diversity perspective in your own mind, um, what that means in your family, what that perhaps means in your workplace, and um, are you really open to having uh, women uh, perhaps of different skin colour, of men of different skin colour, but more importantly, are you happy to be surrounded by people that are pretty headstrong, uh, like Kate in this in this series, are you happy to have where you disagree, where it causes some you know dissonance, where people feel a bit uncomfortable having certain conversations, um, where debates are held, and not everybody's in agreement with everything, but at the end of the day, you come up with better outcomes. 
And one of the things that I'm not seeing and experiencing, whether it's volunteer things that I sit on um, or client things that I sit on, is people are good with the physical aspects of diversity, but perhaps not some of the mental aspects of diversity and being really open to the healthy debate. Anyway, I didn't think I would watch a series back to back. And by the way, I finished that series, I think it was 3am in the morning, and I hardly stay up past 10pm. 10, 10 so I watched it all. And I was fascinated not only by the love story of um, people that look very differently, because I could resonate with that part of it, having married an Australian, but also I could really resonate with her character and loved how that developed and she started to develop both the masculine and stayed with the masculine aspects of herself from my experience and my take on the show but also was able to encompass the feminine aspects of herself too so watch it not watch it um but I just wanted to share that with you in this episode in terms of looking at diversity from the way that people think and allowing for those debates and allowing for that headstrong people to come through, male or female, to really look at um, how that can enrich the experiences and what people are trying to create for the future. Thanks for listening. I'm Shivani Gupta, and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast, where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow our Shivani on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you. Thank you.